Section 17 of Slave Narratives A Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Slave Narratives a Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1, by Various. When the Yankees Came An Interview with John Beckwith, 83, of Cary I reckon that I was about nine years old at the surrender. But we weren't happy, and we stayed on there till my parents died. My pappy was named Green, and my mammy was named Molly. And we belonged to Mr. Joe Edwards, Mr. Marion Gully, and Mr. Hilliard Beckwith, as the missus married all of them. There was 21 other slaves, and we got beat every once in a while. When they told us that the Yankees was coming, we was also told that if we didn't behave, that we'd be shot. And we believed it. We would have behaved anyhow. Case we had good plank houses, good food and shoes. We had Saturday and Sunday off and we was happy. The missus. She raised the nigger babies so's the mammies could work. I remembers the times when she rocked me to sleep and put me to bed in her own bed. I was happy then, as I thinks back of it, until them Yankees come. They come on a Tuesday, and they started by burning the cotton house and killing most of the chickens and pigs. Way after a while, they fence the cellar and they drinks brandy till they gets wobbly in the legs. After that, they comes up on the front porch and calls my missus. When she comes to the door, they tells her that they am going in the house to look things over. My missus the jicks, cause old master am away at the wall. But that don't do no good. They cusses her scandalous and they dares her to speak. They robs the house, taking their knives and splitting mattresses, pillars and everything open looking for valuables. And old missus doesn't open her mouth. They camp there in the grove for two days. The officers taking the house and missus leaving home and going to the neighbor's house. They make me stay there in the house with them to tote their brandy from the cellar and to make them some mint julep. Well, on the second night, there come the worst storm I's ever see. The lightning flash, the thunder roll, and the house shook and rattled like an earthquake had struck it. 
them Yankees weren't supposed to be superstitious. But let me tell you, they were some scared that night. And I heard a captain say that the witches was abroad. After a while, lightning struck the Catawba tree there at the side of the house. And the soldiers camped around about that way, marched off to the barns, slave cabins, and other places where they were safer than at that place. The next morning, them Yankees moved from there and they ain't come back for nothing. We wasn't happy at the surrender and we cussed old Abraham Lincoln all over the place. We was told the disadvantages of not having no education, but shucks, we don't need no book learning with old master to look at us. My mammy and pappy stayed on there the rest of their lives, and I stayed till I was 16. The Ku Klux Klan got after me then about fighting with a white boy. That night, I slipped in the woods, and the next day, I went to Raleigh. I got a job there, and ever since then, I's worked for myself. But now, I can't work, and I wish that you would apply for my old age pension for me. I went back to the old plantation, long as my pappy, mammy, and the master and missus lived. Sometimes, when I gets the chance, I goes back now. Of course, now, the slave cabins am gone. Everybody am dead. And there ain't nothing familiar except the bent Catawba tree. But it minds me of the happy days. End of section 17. Read by Quincy Minor. Austin, Texas. April 13th, 2022.